This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, what are you reading to your kids? Plus, Biz wants to hear Ellis say those three magic words. Teresa is on the other side of Oscar's surgery, and we talk to performers Andrew and Polly about singing to kids. Woo! Bow! How are you, Teresa? I'm not great today. No? No. You're not bow, 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 bow. Not even a little bit. You're not loving it? Totally not loving I'm it. I'm sorry. I'm loving you, though. You're uh, fine. Well, You're I've had a coffee, fun. guys. <laughs> no, I, well, first things first. Please. Oscar had his surgery last week. It was a success. He did great. Yep. Oscar, two years old. Yep. He surgery. had surgery. He's yeah. home. He's recovering. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know. I will just say. I think the big question. Okay. That I, everybody wants to know. Okay. How was your moment? My moment? The moment yeah. that was without any, that you had no control over. The moment where you had to like literally watch him get wheeled away, which made us all fucking freak out. Yeah. In the inside and outside. How did the moment go? Um, I will say the circumstances of that moment yeah. were all a little bit better than I expected. Okay. But the way I felt was worse than I expected. Wow. Okay. Um, and I think I'll just like never forget yeah. the way like seeing him yeah. going away. Like, you know what I mean? I know. I mean, I was just crying. I mean, it was just yeah. it was just awful. Yeah. Like, and I just wanted to go with him. Like, it yeah. just felt so wrong to have him yeah get wheeled away. Um, he had been. They give they give them like a little. Like happy, whatever, happy, happy juice right. or whatever, and so he wasn't crying. He wasn't like calling for me or anything like that. But I just felt like uh-huh. I was betraying him yeah. because he's just like laying there, totally like drugged out, you know. Yeah. And he was—I mean, he was fine at that point. But it was like I just, yeah, it just felt wrong. Yeah, it just felt completely wrong. But it, I mean, you know, it had to happen. Yes. Um. And I will say, like, everything else leading up to that moment was, like, all the, like, not him not being able to eat and stuff was, like, so much worse than I expected it to be. <laughs> like, because right. they, they kept pushing everything back. Yeah. And so they, ended, they didn't end up taking him until, like, 3.45 oh, in the afternoon. He could have eaten at, like, 10 in the morning. He totally he could have. And it was just, it was so hard. It yeah, was just that's such a hard, a hard day. day. It was so hard. And then, like, everything took forever getting back to see him afterwards. Like, we knew it had gone well, but, like, they hadn't brought us back to get him. And we're, like, sitting there, like, what are we waiting for? Yeah. We just want to, like, see him. Um, and then, you know, we whatever. We saw him. He's He was upset. He was really upset. Sure. Because it's upsetting. It and, is. Like, scary. And yes. Where am I? Right. And, like, what the fuck? Yes. Um, <laughs> Those so, are all facts. Yeah. Like, all <laughs> of that stuff. At any age. That's a yeah. fucking fact. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but for a two-year-old, yeah, it's really unsettling. So, yeah, it's yeah, you have no context. Totally. Yeah. But you know, I we have a lot to be grateful for. It went right. well. He's healing well. Um, he does. He's just taking a lot of Tylenol and ibuprofen. Yeah. Basically, that's all they're giving him. But it seems to be like working pretty well. He doesn't seem to be in any pain. Um, so that's really great. Everything else is just. You know, the but kids are both sick again. Yeah. Like they're both, they both have like colds and you have like and, this. 
now with all with the all other the other stuff that happens yeah all like the time. nothing yeah. else is better yeah. it's just everything else yeah was there waiting for you exactly yeah <laughs> it's just december being yeah. december pretty much <laughs> so anyways i thank you everybody for your well wishes for me and for oscar um that was really nice getting hearing from some of you guys um that you were all thinking of us last week and you know i really appreciate that so how are you, Biz? I'm all right, guys. We're just, you know, living the mom dream, as it were. That sounds really good. Doesn't it? Tell us more about that. In the mom dream, uh-huh. I'm sleeping all the time, mm. and my children play peacefully by themselves yeah. or with each other. Yeah. Food magically happens and appears, and everyone wants to eat it. That's the dream that I'm currently living in my mind. Okay. Uh, so... What's La- happening in real life? In real life, it's the same hole, same hole. I don't know. Everybody's fine. We're all functioning. Okay. We're in one good. of those stretches where everybody's functioning. Okay. Good. On a level. That yep. sounds like mostly positive. Yep. It's mostly positive. Okay. The Okay. So every night, I well, all the time, I tell my children I love them because uh-huh. I am a mom and that yeah. is what you do. Yeah. Sounds uh, about right. Sounds about right. <laughs> so, but every night, right before I put, you know, Ellis down, we do our bedtime routine, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And, then, you know, and I love you. I love you, baby boy. And last night, Stefan's putting him down. I've gone in to say my goodnight. And I say, I love you, Ellis. And he says, I, he says, I love you. Okay. Uh-huh. I mean, I hear it. Yeah. Stefan and I hear it. Now, at the same time, he may have said, I love, you know, I... Love juice. Love juice or whatever. Because <laughs> he's not even using the word love yet. You know what I mean? So it was like one of those things where he was like, because he's really good at processing stuff. Like mm-hmm. he's, you know, he can identify all the records, you know, mm-hmm. that he likes to hear 24 hours a day. He, mm-hmm. you know, knows that Onion's going out to take a poop in the morning. Mm-hmm. He knows the he's red milk it. is gone. He's with it. Yeah. Uh, but he's not... I, so I know we're on the verge mm-hmm. of the, oh, this is this thing yeah. that I say. So no matter what he says at this time of night, you're going to think I'm he's but he hasn't You're ready. said anything even remotely close. <laughs> I can remember so clearly when Katie Bell did uh-huh. it. I had been away on a conference that I'd be gone for like 10 days in Barcelona. And like she was uh-huh. just around two. I mean, she was like a little uh-huh. over two. So we had already moved to California. Mm-hmm. She was like two and a half. And she she was in a toddler bed already. So she mm-hmm. was like really we were yeah. there. And I came home and from the trip and I went in to see her and say goodnight. And she said, I love you, Mama. And I was like, Oh Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? So and then it's good. on. It's so good. So I'm like, come on, Ellis. Come yeah. on. Let's do this. Yeah. Or let's love juice because I inadvertently introduced him to pineapple juice this week and now he's like a junkie. <laughs> uh, you're welcome, Stevan. Anyway, speaking of you're welcome and things that we do at the end of the day with our children or all day or really whenever, books. Today, it is amazing we have not talked about books on the show this far in. But today, we're going to talk about children's books. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes. Children's books. Always great. Always fun. <laughs> 
Do you have a... It's never too early to start reading. That's true. You know, I got to tell you, it is crazy, the PSAs that are around here. I don't know if they're everywhere else, but there's yeah. like a big movement uh, in, the Calif- in California yeah. to be reading to your kids all the time, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Because it's... It's great. It's good. It's yeah. a good thing to do. It's good for bonding, not just for... Word development yeah. and all that stuff. But it's stuff. good for everything. But this yeah. is not a show about the benefits of No, books. definitely not. <laughs> Uh, do you have a favorite children's book? And I would like to say, just for this show, we're kind of steering clear of the, and uh, surprise, maybe this isn't what you were thinking, Teresa, but I was thinking we would stay clear of more older kids' books. I was thinking, like, those first books, the beginning books, the first five, you know, one to six years, the books, do you have a favorite that you remember or a favorite that you read to your kids? I do have a favorite that I read to my kids. Okay. My favorite, favorite, favorite children's book okay. that I read to my kids is called Who Needs Donuts? What? And it's by Mark Allen Stamaty. Stamaty? Sure. Let's, let's make a list. I'm just saying I want people to have the author's name because I think he's amazing. It's an amazing, amazing book. Um, We give it as a birthday gift sometimes to other kids in Simon's class. Um, It's definitely more skews like a bit older. Um, I totally bought one for my sister's kindergarten class because I like wanted her to have that in her classroom. Um, It's just, you know, the way we came across it was we were, Jesse and I were talking about how we love Maurice Sendak books so much. And they're so amazing. And they're yeah. such like a level above most of the stuff that's out there, like yeah. even great kids books. But so we um, at some point, Jesse started a thread yeah. online saying like, basically, like, what are some books like we want more like Maurice Sendak? What else is out there? Yeah. You know, and somebody recommended Who Needs Donuts? And it's about this little boy <laughs> who lives in this like home with his that near friends and family and yeah animals and cool stuff going on all the like illustrations are weird there's like some there's like weird like horse heads on chicken bodies and stuff just a bunch of weird stuff going on yeah um and this kid loves donuts so much that he decides to go to the big city and like pursue his love of donuts and he meets this (laughs) he meets this guy whose job is collecting donuts and he helps him collect donuts and they just collect donuts and it's the best and he eats so many donuts and then there's this like sad old woman who says who needs donuts when you've got love? <laughs> and um, and then, like, sure enough, at some point, this guy uh, that he was helping to collect donuts falls in love with someone and just decides, I don't need to collect donuts. I'm going to go be in love with right. this woman. And basically, the little boy decides to collect donuts on his own after that. And it's kind of sad because yeah. he's doing it by himself. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, this isn't that fun anymore. And like eating the donuts doesn't feel that good anymore because I'm not that hungry anymore. And then like the saddled woman. <laughs> My drinking buddy has left exactly, me. Yeah. <laughs> it's not as nearly as fun totally. to drink all this beer by myself. Totally. It's kind of. Yeah. And so <laughs> then like the saddled woman has this like something crazy happens. Like there's like an explosion at the coffee factory or something. Anyways, the saddled woman is like drowning. And and he, the boy dumps all of his donuts ah. into her uh, like basement apartment, and it soaks up all, all the, the coffee, coffee and saves this woman's life. And he's so happy, and now he doesn't need donuts because he has love. Right. And he goes home to his family. And it's just 
Oh my God, Teresa, this is totally it's, a parallel book for like addiction. To- no, it's <laughs> no, it's totally it's beautiful. But no, I don't even think of it as I think no. of it as I think of it as uh, it's it's got an amazing yeah. message for life because it also is like donuts are basically money too. Yeah. They're, no, they're yeah, money. exactly. They're and, yes. And so, but anyways, but what makes it magical is not just that like it has this great moral or right. whatever. You really like it's it's fun. Yeah. It's sh- it's short. Yeah. The illustrations are amazing. There's like new nice. things that you see every time you look at it Mm. and it's just um it's it's its own world it's like a special world that is like a cool place to visit do you know what i mean yeah no i like that we're we like a lot of those kind of books too We, we have not come across that book which is amazing but that is i think one of the key elements maybe we'll get into this in a little bit that what are what makes a great book and i think art and illustrations can play so much into what makes a great book in terms of like spawning kids imagine I mean I, I can remember as a kid being super absorbed in books that had a lot of detail mm-hmm. so in the in the illustrations so that yeah. even after the story I would go through uh, and really like the, those big Richard scary books even oh, like yeah. you know where it's just totally. like town scenes and yeah, people and, you and would I could look just at the little like every paths single that they person. would go down and the bicycles and I used all, to yeah. be like this cat and this pig would date um, you know <laughs> totally. like but you would get way into yeah. those sorts of things yeah all right got to good book that's good yeah i you know it's hard it's really hard for me because i the moment i had katie bell i forgot how much so many of these books meant to me Mm. these kids books Mm -hmm. like just were so impactful in my life but i think the one that's like i associate with my mom the one that my mother read to me all the Mm -hmm. time that i would say is our book is the runaway bunny oh yeah uh which i just love. It's by the so same great. woman, uh, Margaret Wise, I think, who did uh, Good Night Moon. Yeah. Um, but it's just, you know, this little boy bunny is just going to be like, well, I'm going to, what if I ran off and, you know, mm-hmm. became a, ran, around, ran away in a boat? Well, I would become the wind and I would blow you home. And yeah. like, what if I was a bird? Well, I'll become a tree. And I, just yeah. really sweet. Yeah. But there are two that I had forgotten all about until I went to a bookstore looking for Katie Bell, some books. And one is Mouse Tales, and it's a collection of short stories that are, you know, mouse. But they're all, like, very, I don't know, they're all, like, a little dark. You know, like, Mm -hmm. there's the wishing well, and the little mouse throws a penny in the wishing well, and every time she does, it's like, ouch! It's, like, really upsetting for her that she's hurting the wishing well, and he won't grant any, any wishes. And so she realizes... She can throw a pillow down there, and she throws a penny, and he's like, ah. And then the next picture is her with, like, a tiara and ice cream and, like, you know, bell the ball. And there's another one where the guy's, like, going to visit his mom, and he rears his shoes out. Mm-hmm. And so then he gets some roller skates. There's a guy by the side of the road selling roller skates. So he buys roller skates, and then the roller skates wear out. And there's a guy by the side of the road selling new feet. So he, <laughs> you know, got some new feet and stuff. It's, like, it's all, like, very weird. That's really good. Um, and then... Uh, my last one that I think ties into what I want uh, a thing I want to talk about in mm-hmm. terms of children's books is I Am a Bunny mm, by Richard Scarry. I love Scary. I Am a Bunny. And that I, shit yeah, is... That shit is yeah, real. Yeah. I should love yeah. I Am a Bunny. I, I am, a bunny. am a bunny. My name is Nicholas. I live, I live in, in a, a hollow tree. tree. I fucking love that book. I love that book too. Did you read it as a child? I read it as a child. I, and so like, I think that's part of it. Yeah, when I yeah. pulled it out of the bookshelf, yeah. I was like, Oh, yeah. it's like oh, a million memories. Yeah. And it, but it falls into a camp of books that I really like that I think Stefan came up with the right word for it, I think, which are meditation books. Mm-hmm. Those are like Goodnight Moon, mm-hmm. I Am a Bunny, mm-hmm. things like that where you do realize 
a year end that you can quote the entire thing. Yeah. You know, just, yeah. Good night, room. Good night, moon. Yeah. Good night, cow jumping over the moon. Good night, pairs. Yeah. Good night, chairs. Good, I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> all forever. But like the meditation books, I, really, I like something that I read that make me feel yeah. good. Yeah. Give you a good vibe. Yeah. When I'm reading it. Yeah. I feel like it's winding us down. I'm with you on that. Love it. Yeah. That's really good. Now let's get into more interesting stuff. Okay. The thing that I think none of us really realize is going to happen mm-hmm. after we have kids. And then we face, mm-hmm. that is all the shit books that are out there. Yep. Just like some of the worst books. Do you know what I hate? And I know this is going to make people crazy, hmm. but it is one of the ones I hate. The Little Engine That Could. Yeah. I fucking that, hate that nobody, book so no, much. No, nobody, people are with you on Are that. they with me Oh, yeah. This? Because I feel like that's like all the accounts, greatest book no, of all No, by time. all accounts, it's like way too long. Even the way abridged too, version. Yeah. You're like, why are we still reading this right this now? This is yeah. long. Yeah. And like, I can't even really tell them. Like, going back as an adult, I'm like, I'm not sure the message is this little engine being able to do it. These other engines are dicks. Yeah, they are. And they are like, seriously, there are children yeah. who need these presents. <laughs> and you guys are like, fuck you. I'm, you know, I, like, yeah. I hate that book. Yeah. It's out of the house. Like immediately oh, people have given it to us oh. twice. Oh. And I just take it right out. Uh-huh. I want that shit up in the house. It's uh-huh. like my kids are never going to know that Barney exists. They're not going to know that there were three other Star Wars movies, and they're not going to know that the little engine that could is a book that I'll, they could read in our house. There there <laughs> haven't been many books that I've, like, preemptively yeah. gotten rid of, but I'll tell you one of them. Oh. That this might actually be controversial. I'm not sure. But I'm sure a lot of people agree with me. The Giving Tree. Oh. I, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't. I can't because you know what? It stabs me through the heart. heart. And, and it makes me mad. It doesn't give yeah, me, like, a good— kind of a jerk. Well, but it's not even about the kid. It's uh, just that I'm like pissed at, I think it's Shel Silverstein, It's right? Shel Silverstein, yeah. I'm sorry, Shel Silverstein, but I, I, I understand the point is like to teach empathy or something, but like I don't need to be taught empathy. So to me, it just makes me feel sad and bad about life. Like it just, right. it makes me, It's it feels like it's like so emotionally manipulative. Like it's like, um, it's like, look what happened when this boy tried to live his life and this I mean I haven't looked at this book in a really long time and it was read as a kid a lot and it was read a lot uh, used in at the Christian camp I uh went to the summer camp yeah Uh, so they would do that a lot about like how I got as the tree the guilt and that you could just take and keep stripping from him and it's because for me that was the big thing was they were like you know come swing on my vines and you know you're all that's it thank you now I remember it. Okay. Come. He keeps calling him back. Yeah. Come back to me. Come yeah. back to me and take more from and me. And it's so and take sad. I'm like already starting to cry. And yeah. then the, he like ends up chopping down the tree, the tree to build his house. Yeah. You can keep using everything. And then when you're so old. And then old, he's old and sad. And oh, he comes and sits. Crying in here, guys. It's so sad. It is it's, very sad. It's so sad. And it's like. and it's. I it's, think I can. I think I can, <laughs> Teresa. Come back to me. Come back to me. No, but it's just so sad. That and is like, sad. And I don't feel like. I don't feel like I get something. Like, I understand the sadness for, like, a purpose. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, I get that, yes. like, sometimes we feel sad and, like, sometimes, I don't. sometimes it feels Cram good. Ram it down, sometimes everybody. Sometimes it feels good to Ram feel it. sad. But that book is it's, so heavy-handed. Okay. And especially for little kids. Like, I'm just like, what does this do for my kids? Like, I just, it makes me so mad. Uh, so, anyways, that, that's... I, Jesse actually got that for the house, and I, I showed it to him, and I was like, this I can't keep in the house. I 
I'm, I'm not keeping this here. We're giving it away immediately. And he was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes in relationships, it's better to just say, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Done. He just keeps it tucked under the mattress and he just pulls it out and he's like, I love you, little tree. I will come and chop you down. Uh, all right. Good to know. We'll wait for that discussion to come up. Uh, Christmas presents canceled, guys. No. But you know what? That ties into I was surprised at how much I kind of hated some Dr. Seuss books when I brought those back out. Like, mm, yeah. They I, and can. not because, and not necessarily because of content, but I was like, this is the longest it's book so I've long. ever read. I, I like the cat in the hat. They're so long. And uh, the, uh, green eggs and ham. Yeah. I again, Katie Bell One doesn't fish, know fish, certain fish, cake. Blue fish. Well, I have the abridged. Ver- I have oh. the toddler version of that. I didn't even know there was more fish. Oh. In that. I have like a five-page version of them. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, mine that would ends, be better. Mine ends with this one has a little star. Say what a lot of fish there are. The wow. end. That's that book. Okay. But I go bust out Green Eggs and Ham yeah. with Katie Bell, and I just started like grabbing three pages at a time and turning. Oh, right, sure. So you can do that. Eighty-page book. Yeah. How fucking long that book is? Yeah. Suddenly became like ten pages. Sure. It was maddening, and I, I got angry, and I just don't even pull them out anymore. Do you? Because we have a two book. We have a two book thing at bedtime. Like oh. we do two books at bedtime. That's the limit. Like okay. that's, and so then they just always expect two books. So that's oh. just always what it is. But it's kind of funny because. Um, you know, sometimes it happens that we have a little bit more time. Yeah. So I'm always trying to pick out just longer books because the reality is two books doesn't really mean anything. Damn. Like sometimes you can pick out two really short books and you're done in like under two minutes and it's oh, weird. Yeah. But then other times they pick out, like if they were to pick out two Dr. Seuss books, be we'd there be there for, there an, for hour. an hour. Yeah, you'd be there for fucking ever. Yeah. We do, we do like four or five books. Oh, okay. We do a lot of books. Mm-hmm. With Ellis, they're all still pretty short. They're right. not like mega books. Yeah. And with Katie Bell, once she got a little older, we would get into a place where I'm like, well, this one's a really long one. This yeah. one sort of equals two or three books. Yeah. And this one, we could read three of these. Yeah. Um, and now she just, oh, blessed reading. She reads by herself? She, we read books to her still at night because uh-huh. uh, it's just part of our routine. Yeah. And then she has a clock in her room that she's now figured out that when it says, you know, 830, she turns her light off. And she wow. just sits around and reads. Wow. And she actually does it. That's so it cool. Is, that is so fucking cool. Fucking magic. That's great. Kids learning how to read is like a magic pill. Do you, do the kids read it again? Do they like read it again? Katie Bell was not a read it againer. Uh-huh. She was like a one and doneer in terms mm-hmm. of books. While Ellis is like good, like we never read Goodnight Gorilla with Katie Bell. Mm-hmm. Goodnight Gorilla has been introduced to uh, our house. It's a lovely book. Mm-hmm. It's very short. There's like one sentence, you know, good night, good night, Gorilla. Good night, Lion. <laughs> good night, giraffe. Good night, armadillo. And then all the animals like follow him into his house, and I'm like, so I have to fill in where there's no writing. Uh-huh. Going into his house. Yeah, she's turning off the light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then she's like the wife is like, good night, never good night, good night, good night, good night, good night. And she's like, oh my. You know? Oh, and, this and I totally... fill this all in okay. because there's no yeah. like thing. And then. She walks them back to the zoo while the husband is now asleep. And she's like, good night, zoo. But the gorilla keeps following her back and uh-huh. talks. Anyway, it's very sweet. But there's nothing to it. Uh-huh. But again, it's another one of those examples where the art is so good that you can be like, on every page, the balloon is there that's mm-hmm. gotten away. On every page, the moon is there. Can mm-hmm. you find it? Like, there's, it gives, It's like endless stuff to do with it. There's endless stuff to yeah. do. And yeah. it really, but Ellis will be like, again, mm. again. Again, wink and blink and a nod again, mm-hmm. again, 
again. Uh, yeah, so sometimes I'm so like, do do? I just read it. I'm like, it's yeah. fucking good night, gorilla. Yeah. I could give two shits. Yeah. It's when you want something like somebody gave us this beautiful version of Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Mm-hmm. And I, I wish I had the artist name because he's done a couple of things uh, where he doesn't have words in the books. He does like the lion's paw mm-hmm. and he does uh, the tortoise and the hare with no words. And it's beautiful to read. Mm-hmm. Um and it's Twinkle Twinkle Little Star with like seven verses of Twinkle Twinkle Little Star mm-hmm. that I didn't know existed. I think I know that book. And it's... I don't like that book. I fucking hate yeah. that book. Yeah, I don't like that book. Again. Yeah. Again. You know what's... Okay, my kids sometimes ask for it again. I think I do the same thing. But what I've noticed is there's some books now that at the end of the book... Yeah. It'll say, again? again? And I'm like, oh, fuck you. I'm not oh. going to read that out yeah, loud. Yeah, yeah, like, I'm yeah, not going to yeah. tell my kids that the book tells you to read it again at the end. Yeah, like, Piggy and Elephant has a Piggy and Elephant is a series of characters by, um, uh, why am I totally blanking on him? It's Piggy and Elephant. He did Nuffle Bunny. He did oh, Mo, Mo Williams. Williams. Yeah, Mo Williams. I love all his stuff. But Piggy and Elephant are fantastic. And mm-hmm. there is one where it's like, it starts off with Piggy saying, thank you. Mm-hmm. And Elephant's like, what? And it goes through the whole process of, we are in a book. Somebody's mm-hmm. reading us. Oh. And it's how hilarious you can get us to say mm-hmm. bananas and all that kind of shit. It's really uh. fun. And at the very end, it's like, let's see if we can get them to read it again. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And like, so thank you. You just omit that. Yeah, and you're like, oh, yeah. you got yeah. it. That, that's when you don't want your kids to be able to read. Yet. Yeah, now yeah, yeah. Like, thank God my kid can The end. And everything at the end of Poltergeist was great. That house was clean. <laughs> my mother. Um, Wait, so I have a I have a question that what you were telling me about um, the Goodnight Gorilla yeah. story made me think of, which is like performance. Oh, like, I do. You, oh, so yes. I want to know, like, so because come on, okay, but <laughs> you, okay, but w- like, do you and Stefan like compete? No, okay, a little bit. All right, no, we no. don't compete. We don't. We we do tell stories differently. Okay, we do. Sometimes I'll listen in to see how he's doing it, so mm-hmm. I keep it the same, because sometimes the kids can get pissed if you're not, like, delivering that line the wow. same way. Like, wow. Katie Bell, there's a book that uh, her grandparents gave her called uh, This Book Has No Pictures, or There Are No, picture, no Pictures oh, in This Book. Oh, Simon was just telling me it's about great. this book. He it's, was, like, asking me to get hilarious. it. He was obsessed with yeah, it. They read it at school really good. Oh, okay. But... It's how this book manipulates the reader into doing okay. all this hilarious stuff. Okay. And see, kids, you don't need pictures because of all oh, this. Okay. But, like, wow, Stefan set the bar. Mm. And then no one mm. could read it the same way. Here, I will say, I do have some performance guilt or anxiety. Mm. My mother used to read to us every Christmas. Mm. She would bust out the best Christmas pageant ever, mm. which is a really amazing little book. Mm-hmm. And she would read it. I have memories of my sister and I sitting there on the couch until we were too old to probably be sitting there listening. And mama reading it and giving these kids these voices. And there's like a one-eyed, three-legged, nasty cat. And just like, I'm going to shove a bushy willow so far down in your ear. I can just hear all the things that she did. And I still could sit there and listen to her read the story to me. Matter of fact, she came to visit New York once, and I made her get on stage and read a chapter of it because I was so That's awesome. taken by her, by her yeah. how she read it. And I hate it when I'm reading things to mm-hmm. Katie Bell, and she is not as into my performance with oh, some of the older books. You yeah. know what I mean? And we haven't brought that book out yet, uh-huh. but... You mean, like, does Katie Bell try to get you to tone it down or something? No, like, she what just is doesn't she... give two shits. Well, but... Okay, <laughs> I mean, she but may you, be, but... She, I, 
if you're not, if she's not giving you feedback, I think safe to say like you're her mom. Katie Bell, how did you like? That? Well, I mean, some kids like some kids will be like, some will be like, oh, I don't say it like that, oh, or really? I don't like that, or like, yeah. All right, all right. Well, okay. So yes. I'm sure that she appreciates. Oh, thank God, guys. Um, okay, one last little category right. of things that make us. I would like to just end on things that make us fucking nuts about Great. kids' books, and I think for me. Mm-hmm. I'm, I may try and limit us, but we'll see what happens mm-hmm. to two categories. Okay. One is books that are purely based on television shows or commercials that yeah, aren't just like, like marketing. They're just basically. like marketing, marketing books. books. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one branding, of, branding books. Like we had <laughs> the one that like Stephen makes him like want to punch somebody in the face. Is Katie Bell went through a very brief phase with the Backyardigans. Oh Wait, yeah. Really early. Really yeah, early. Yeah. That show is the worst. It's guys. the worst. It's yeah. So outside of the pirate yeah. episode, yeah. that is bad. It's badly animated. It's badly <laughs> written. The music's horrible. But, you know, I just needed to... I, sometimes we'd just be like, oh, get this shitty book. Because, yeah. you know, I don't know, stocking stuff or whatever. Yeah, and it yeah. was uh, The Backyard Again's Tasha's Tea Party. And it's the worst. <laughs> it's the worst book. That. It's just junk. It's junk. It's it is literally, literally junk. junk. Yeah, and we end up with them because the scholastic book yeah. orders come home from preschool oh, yeah. and so Simon sees them and gets really excited about whatever it is yeah. he's into. Like we ended up with like a Paw Patrol book oh, that yeah. is basically it came with stickers, which yay. Yeah. And then it just <laughs> had an each page one of the characters saying their name and what they like to yeah. say on the show and <laughs> yeah. the like, type of vehicle <laughs> like that they drive and space. that is the book. It's it's just marketing. Yeah. It's totally marketing. Yeah. Hot Wheels, reader yeah. series. And yeah. like, well, like we did that princess, yeah. you know, uh, sight words collection. Cause I was like, if it gets rid of fucking reader sight words, yeah. fine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But those are, those are the worst. I just have to say, we have this frozen oh, yeah. Christmas, frozen a Christmas party oh, how nice. story that came home. <laughs> and it's supposed to be really simple with like big words, big letters so yeah. that kids can learn to read or whatever. But, it's like it's it's so amazing what a piece of shit it is. It's it's amazing. It's so it starts out that they're getting ready for this. Elsa and Anna are getting ready for this Christmas party. Sure, they are princesses. They have things to do. Yeah, and like and like the sad part is like Anna passes out treats and. Elsa is making ice sculptures with her magic. So it's like, but they say it like those are like equal. Like Anna passes out treats. (laughs) And like Elsa's like creating these spectacular. She's affecting the weather. And then like, and then (laughs) later, oh, and then they go outside and have a snowball fight inexplicably. And Anna uses this like gigantic slingshot. To like throw snowballs with, which now Simon thinks you need a slingshot, slingshot. to play with snow. Yeah. Los Angeles child. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah. And then it just goes, and then you think we're gonna come back and have the party, but then it just goes, the last page is just later, Anna knocks on Elsa's door. And then you turn the page and it says, S- parties are fun, but sisters are the best. And it's just the two of them <laughs> hugging. And that's it. That's well, the whole book. It's like a computer wrote it. It is like, totally like a computer yeah, wrote I it. I think that's what those are. It's like here's like a whole bunch yeah. of like dialogue from stuff. And then a computer just puts some things together 
And it's like, you're right. There, we have a lot of those kind of books that come into the house where there's no story. Yeah. There's no, it's almost like each page is its own thing, but it kind of ties together because of the characters. Yeah. Yeah, I hate that. Where it's yeah. like, and the party was great. Yeah. What party? What party? Yeah. That yeah, never happened. That's annoying. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Well, for me, my version of that is the uh, sort of dystopian universes that are created in books where animals uh-huh. are people, uh-huh. and yet they still have pets. Uh-huh. And they still have like. Do they still have cats and dogs? They, what well, you, what's okay, an example the of one, this? The one that makes me that's out of the house. Okay. It's called Firehouse, uh-huh. uh, and it's about these. Do- oh, yeah. Edward. You, Edward, and Judy? that dog. The dog. I hate that <laughs> I dog. Love that is that the book. dumbest dog. I'm He's like, there's really something. That dog. dog is an idiot. And that Do you dog, remember when they had a parade for him? Yeah, they had about, blah, blah, blah. I don't know, there's just like something about his face that I'm like, I am like really hate this dog and this dog shouldn't be allowed to come work at the firehouse. But anyway, it's a society <laughs> where clearly every body of importance are dogs, dogs yeah. and he rescues a, a kitten out of the tree. Yeah. And there's like even a really like remarkable size difference between the dog people and yeah. the cat that they're rescuing. Yeah. And then there's another one where <laughs> like, it made me, I, it, I would slam the book shut. It made me so crazy. I'm like, why is this cat like this? How did this happen? Yeah. And there's another one. <laughs> it's called Ar- it's, Arthur, it's based on it's author Arthur Arthur, Arthur the, from the Aardvark from the yeah, PBS show yeah. uh, there is one out there I was at the library and I was just like pulling books out and looking and I'm like oh Arthur at the night at the yeah. museum maybe Katie Bell would be interested in this Yeah. and I'm scanning through it Arthur gets separated from the class. Now, in the Arthur universe, he's like an art. It's many different animals. Okay. Okay. So there's like an art. Like he's an aardvark. And like Binky is a dog. He's like a big bulldog guy. Right. And there's like, I don't know what the fuck. Mr. Ratburn's a rat. I mean, like everybody's a bunny. There's a bunny. Different animals. Now, both of those guys own pets. They own a dog and another one owns a cat. That's really weird. Yeah. But Arthur's at the museum and he gets separated. And he finds himself, like, in the back of a diorama of, like, the first Thanksgiving or whatever. So there are Indians and pilgrims. And they are people. They are people. So I'm like, I literally was like, there's a larger story happening here where now the world is animals. animals The world has been taken by over animals, by animals. As opposed to just, except for the pets. Except for the ones that are except pets. Except for the, yeah, the pet category of these animals. The ones that can't grow as well. I don't know. And then, like, but what happened to man? Because clearly, only a couple hundred years ago, man was there, right? right. And the Pilgrim Thanksgiving thing. It's not like right. this is way into the future. People are still carrying backpacks and riding the bus. Right. Seems like there's a big feature at the museum mm. we're not hitting. Yeah. As Which these kids go the through that. The end of humans. The end of mankind. Uh, so that, like, makes me bananas. Yeah. I really hate I that. I hear you. Thank you. Well, that was exciting. That was fun. That was fun. <laughs> Learning to read is the single most important skill that kids need to learn, yet so many of them struggle by the time they hit grade three. Now there's an app for that, Uka Island. It's designed to be as fun as any non-educational kids app out there, so that they'll love playing and not even realize they're learning to read. What's really great for parents is that it's all based on research and it really works. 
To try the first level, about an hour and a half of play, for free, go to ookaisland.com slash onebadmother. That's O-O-K-A-I-S-L-A-N-D dot com slash onebadmother. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206 350 9485. That's 206 350 9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius me. Wow. Oh my God. Oh my God. I saw what you did. Oh my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh my God. That's fucking genius. Last night, I was trying to make dinner, and uh, two small children, ages four and two, were doing that thing where they, like, just hover at you, like, hovering, like, right at your feet, like, right there, and they're kind of complaining, and they're kind of hungry, and they kind of just, like, won't go Away. away. I'm trying I'm <laughs> trying to like cook. No way, kid. You're and me. it was so weird because um usually when it gets to that, yeah. there's usually nothing I can do other than like turning on TV for them right. or something. Like they're just there, yeah. you know? And um the only way that ever works is like they're already interested in something. I sneak away and make dinner, yeah. you know? But so they're just there, they're bugging me. Instead of just freaking out and yelling at them, which is mm. what I felt like doing. Plan A. I just like try yeah. I just tried something. Which was, I said, um, hey guys, why don't you go get your potato heads and set up a cool display for me and surprise me with it? And for some reason that worked worked right then. Like, I don't know why. It's one of those things that who who knows, but it worked. It was perfect. Ah, Good job. Thank you. You nailed that. Yeah, thanks. How about you? I did a craft with my children. All right. I did it. Good job. It was really easy. What did you do? So I saw a thing online. You take cookie cutters. You put some parchment paper on a, a oven tray, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you put your cookie cutters on it. You fill that with the beads. Mm-hmm. And you can either you can either be like Ellis and just dump beads into the cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. No real work. Or you can, like, make the legs a color or the whatever a color, depending on your ornaments, I mean, your your cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. Stick them in the oven. Stink your house up with some plastic. It's fine. <laughs> and then they come out, and they're ornaments. Whoa. And then, you, like, they're beautiful. They, like, it's like doing a stained glass project out of plastic beads. Oh. And it took, like, you know, for Katie Bell, it took a little longer because she wanted to be specific. Mm-hmm. Ellis just dumped it and was great. And I sent him off with, you know, Stefan. And then I just, you know, hot glue a string on the end after they're done. Yeah. They turned out really cool. That's awesome. And it That's was like so we cool. did something that yeah. will then be on the tree. Yeah. And who knows if anybody truly appreciates that other than myself. We all do. But we I got appreciate. into some Christmas fucking spirit. Good guys. job. Did it. I recently was getting ready for the day and my husband was getting ready to go to work and our 21-month-old needed to be dressed and he needed to have his fingernails clipped. And my husband said, what can I do? And I said, you can dress him. He also needs his fingernails clipped, but I'll do that. And then I went to get ready and I was like, what is wrong with me? And so I went back into the room and said to my husband, actually, you can clip his fingernails too. I don't know why I was Hoarding that little chore like <laughs> no, a right? fun and exciting activity to share with the 21-month-old. So now, guess what we have? 
two adults in our house who are indeed capable of trimming our child's fingernails. Um, I felt like a genius because I turned that one around. You guys are great. I love the show. Thanks. That, it's so good. I feel like cheering. I know. The genius yeah. is realizing yeah. the hoarding of the horrible yeah. chores. Yeah. Well, I don't know why, why we do that. Yeah. We all do this. We all do it. We all do it. Yeah. Just do the simple thing, yeah. honey. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. I'll do the yeah. yeah. And it's so dumb. Yeah. And any and any residual resentment that comes from that is on us. Totally. It is our fault. Totally. If we feel resentful about that. Yeah. Everybody's capable of doing everything. Good <laughs> job. Good job. Oh, love it. So cool. Failures. Fail. 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 You suck. Teresa. Okay. Um, <laughs> on the morning of Oscar's surgery, um, I was taking Simon to school and I needed to leave his car seat at school because somebody was going to take him home that day. Correct. Um, and I had, you know, I'd brought him to his classroom. I had Oscar with me. Oscar's back in his car seat. Um, and I'm getting Simon's car seat out of the car. And it's a newish car seat, which I guess I haven't had to take out of the car mm. yet a single time. Right. Because if I had, I would have figured out that I have no fucking idea how to get it out of my fucking car. Ugh. And I seriously sat yeah. there for 20 minutes. Oh. Like physically, I was sweating because uh. I was working so hard get at trying to get it out. I could not get it out. I could not get it out. And I couldn't find the manual in the car. I was Googling the manual on my phone. I couldn't figure out how to do it. Called Jesse. I'm like yelling at him yeah, over the phone. How would you put how this you on the fucking... <laughs> I mean, I'm the one that installed it. I just couldn't get it out. Oh I could my not God. get it out. Jesse's looking it up. He's telling, trying to tell me what to do, but he's having a hard time figuring <laughs> out the instructions. I can't, literally cannot do it. Oscar at this point has been up. Yeah. It's like 10 a.m. Yeah, he's, he's been up since five and hasn't eaten anything. Yeah. He's crying. Oh, yeah. He's sitting there next crying. to me crying. And I basically, I mean, I, I just, I was... Yeah. I don't even know what to say. So I ended up just having Jesse stop what he was doing and drive over with his car yeah. and take the Simon car seat out of his car and leave it at wow. school. And I just left. Jesus. Wow. That's it. That's <laughs> It was horrible. That's awful. I still don't know how to get that out of my car. That's amazing. It's just going to be there forever. Yeah, forever. Yeah. Forever. Get in it, 15-year-old Simon. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Awkward. Um... Okay, I believe I've mentioned Ellis's sleep is it's just it's fluctuating. He's still, <laughs> you know, like the nap things all over the place. Uh-huh. Uh, we're trying to find a new nap time. Well, everybody in the house has found a new nap time for him, but me. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Um. So I thought, and he's he's really committed to now. He's moved himself back to waking up at five a.m. It used to be that he would wake up at like five thirty, six. We were going through a six stretch for a while, and it was heaven. But he's really consistently, and it, it, it's getting a little hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he still goes to bed at five thirty. Okay, you know so because it's still he's not really napping, good sleep, right? Yo, yeah. he's sleeping yeah. great. It's yeah, yeah, us, right? And I'm like, well, he's two. You know, when are we going to have him start eating dinner with the family? And by yeah. eating dinner with the family, that means me and Katie Bell because uh-huh. of Stefan's schedule. So, like, it's really about when am I ready to start cooking dinner for everybody uh-huh. with the studio. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. the luxury of having him go to bed early is I put him down and I have this, like, 30-minute yeah. window of, like, calming, cleaning, yeah. cooking, right. settling down for yeah. the next wave yeah. of put-downs. So this weekend I was like, hey, why don't we mess with it? Let's push it till, you know, 6, 6.30. Let's push it an hour, see what happens. Mm-hmm. We'll all have dinner together. Mm-hmm. 
It was a fucking nightmare. Okay. It was too much. Mm-hmm. He was like tired. You had to do so yeah. much with him. And yeah. that was with two of us yeah. doing it. Yeah. And we're like making dinner. It's like it couldn't be easier. It's chicken and rice kind of a dinner. Yeah. stuff that everybody likes. He wouldn't eat it. And right. at the same time, we're like with Katie Bell who doesn't want to eat it. And we're doing with her the, yeah. well, this is your dinner. Yeah. This is your dinner. Yeah. So You like all these elements. You yeah. have to do it. And you can't then be like, would you like something else, right, Alice? So right, just, right, 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 right. <laughs> turned into yeah. this, like, yeah. no one's eating. Everybody's, like, yelling. It was, and then when you put him down, and he still woke up at 5 o'clock. And I know that Fuck. that's, like, a right. long, yeah. it, it's it not a It takes a week time, or two to catch up. But yeah. I just said to Stefan, nope. Yeah. No. No. I'm not doing it. Yeah. This house will continue to be some weirdo, <laughs> like, nighttime morning yeah. show. Yeah. But I'm not doing this now. Yeah. This is too much for me. Yeah, yeah. It was just, like, it was family dinner. Yeah. May never happen in our house. That is the failure. I'm sorry. Yeah. Hi, guys. I'm calling with a fail. It can't be called anything other than a fail. It's so bad. We had dinner outside last night, and it's mid-October, so it's like one of the last nights we're going to get to be outside. So we thought it was going to be awesome, but of course it was a disaster. The kids were getting down and running around the deck with their food and making a huge mess. And my son, in the middle of dinner, decided he had to go to the bathroom and asked me to come inside with him. So to distract my 18-month-old daughter... I saw a bug crawling across the deck, and I said, hey, go look at that bug for a minute. (laughs) So she toddled off to go explore the insect while I shovel a fork full of food in my mouth and get my son inside to the bathroom. When I come back outside, like three seconds later, she's screaming because what I thought was a beetle was a bumblebee, and she touched it, and it stung her, and she had a giant... (laughs) Bee singer no. hanging out of her oh, finger. Oh my god! Just screaming bloody murder, and I felt like such an asshole. What I was thought was going to be like a fun, maybe educational distraction <laughs> for a few seconds was awful. And now she's got a big swollen finger, oh. and I feel like such a jerk. So that's my fail. Thanks, guys. Bye. Well, Here, baby, go go no. touch that bee. Go t- go touch the bee. Go go, 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 go touch the bee. The bee. Bees catch are it. important. Touch Try it. to catch it. See if you catch the bumblebee. See and what it tastes you know like. What does it taste you like? You know what's really easy to do? Catch bumblebees, actually. <laughs> They're the one insect that's almost yeah. daring you to catch they them. They hang out. They hang yeah. out. They're like, oh, are you having a smoothie? I want some of your smoothie. Yeah. Right? I love... Oh, God. Here's the upside. You discovered your child's not horribly allergic to True. bumblebees. True. Because we're just waiting for that to happen in our house. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Who yeah. knows? They never know. That's yeah. the, that's the little mystery yeah. of, of bugs. Uh, well... You are a horrible mother. <laughs> and I, I love so much how the calls now come so quickly to the fail. Like, oh, like yeah. people are just like, I'm literally failing my child yeah. as I speak. Yeah. I have to call on bad mother. Yeah, we've and we've <laughs> and also we've we've not got as many of those like setups that try to yeah. like say Explain. like look, I'm I'm actually a really good mom and I love my kids, but this happened. We just cut straight yeah. to here's what happened. Yeah, I, good job everybody. <laughs> just committing right away to the fail. because uh, we all know what you're doing a good job. Yes. We don't need that setup. Yep. Okay. So anyway, you're horrible. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you. I love you. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Casper, an online retailer of premium, obsessively engineered mattresses at a shockingly fair price. And they're made in America. 
Casper has a risk-free trial and return policy. You can try sleeping on a Casper for 100 days with free delivery and painless returns. One Bad Mother listeners can get $50 towards any mattress purchase if you go to casper.com slash badmother, all one word, and use promo code badmother, all one word, at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. Woo! Teresa. Yes. Let's call some parents. All right. We're going to talk to a mom and a dad today. Cool. It's the holidays. I'm feeling festive. (laughs) Um, Today, we are calling Andrew and Polly, who make fun and smart music for kids and families, including the credits for songs like uh, songs from Wally Kazam, and they did the score to Welcome to Wayne and The Outsiders. They've got uh, their album, Odds and Ends, which received a Parents' Choice Award, and they have a new holiday album that's just coming out, and a new podcast just for kids called Ear Snacks. Welcome, Andrew and Polly. Hello. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having us on Vision Free Sex. You guys guys are infectious. Yeah, you're infectious. Yeah. You're infecting me. (laughs) You are now. No, it's 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 good in like a really good way. In a really good way. We're gonna we're having a good time. Good vibes. Uh, We're gonna start with the question that's maybe the easiest question for you guys because you're both here. uh, That we always (laughs) ask our guests, which is, "Who lives in your house?" Ooh, uh, let's see. Well, there's me. I'm Andrew. And there's me. I'm Polly. Uh, And there's our one and a half year old son, Izzy, and and we have a dog. Uh, like an old hound mix named Lily, who's 12. Oh. oh, Lily. We will not derail the show and talk about dogs like we always do with our guests. We're growing. I know. Well, that's just it. It's, re- it's so easy. It's very easy. Okay. In your press, you were noted as saying that you guys did not want to be rock stars. You just wanted to make fun music. And I've always wondered about people who go into, in particular, music for kids. Uh, yeah. About, like, what drives them, okay? Because, for example, if you want to be a rock star, right, you decide what kind of rock star you want to be. You have some idols. You play some clubs. You sell your soul. Boom. Rock star, right? Mm-hmm. You forgot about the mm-hmm. drugs. The drugs. Well, the drugs. Yeah, and yeah. the drugs. Okay. Heavy. I would assume that. The, I just thought it goes without saying okay. the heavy level of drug usage okay. in children's music. Um, <laughs> but I did not know if this was the coffee. same. Yeah, yeah. Mostly, mostly coffee. A lot of coffee. <laughs> A lot of coffee. But like kids' music, it's very easy to sort of credit it as a one-note genre field. And I, I wonder, like, when you when you make the decision, is it like, okay, there are all these different genres. There's like, you know, do we want to be they might be giant kind of kids performers? Are we more of the like Rafi? Do we want to be on PBS doing bumpers? Are we, you know, like what are the different sort of genres and how did you identify what you wanted to do in that world? Well, there's a ton of um, different genres probably uh, represented in kids' music. There's a huge movement right now of independent children's musicians not affiliated with a label. Um, You know, some of them might be local acts that grow a little bit. Some of them, you know, might be regional. Some of them might have a national following. Um, You know, the Internet makes us be able to reach people Mm. everywhere. And so, um, you know, I think you kind of think of children's music as like a guy with a guitar, like in the corner of the library, but there's stock kids music. There's, um, there's hip hop. There's, you know, there's definitely kind of like folk and, um, country, country and, um, Mm -hmm. pop as well. And I think, you know, some people 
are into that music and then they come to children's music because they have kids. No, yeah. Um, yeah, and and some people just don't really want or or haven't succeeded at like the rock star rock star life in a particular genre, but mm. they find that they have a way to like really connect with children. And so like there are some people that like basically will have like a a PG or a rated G like album of whatever genre it is you already like in your world. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a lot of the time produced very well. I mean, yeah, most, we, most people in bands just want to make music and if they, they have an audience, yeah. to be kids and families. Right. Okay. Think, yeah. Yeah. I think right. we always said we didn't want to be rock stars because um, the emphasis to us wasn't really on performance. It yeah. was more about kind of, yeah, it was more about like kind of connecting with families and getting them to sing and them to look at each other rather than looking at us. And, you know, sometimes that happens and sometimes it's the other way around. But we kind of um, tend to skip around genres a lot, which is either to our credit or to our detriment because um, our day jobs, or I should say like 50% of what we do is um, make music for commercials and television, children's television, independent film. And so we're kind of comfortable writing and recording and playing in a lot of different genres. Well, I I want to say there's something, I was listening to some of the songs, and I I think one of the things that makes me nuts, I mean, kids' music is one of those areas where I think as a performer, I could sort of imagine this like, I'm going to totally make it in kids' music. That's like the easy field to make it in, right? You know, and then, so there's like that, that sort of side of it, which is super insulting to people who make kids music. And then there is, it, it's, a, it's a category that's easy to beat up. It's a category that's easy yeah. for people to be like, I fucking hate kids music and I'm going to include yeah. everything in it mm-hmm. no matter what. But there is an element and clearly what you do for a living helps you with this. But I think one of the things that makes me crazy about kids music is when an artist who is probably from Camp A, this is really easy, and I can just go become a kid's musician without any real work, starts to make music, and they're like, now I'm doing country, and it's like the most insulting version of what country is. Or even yeah, worse, yeah. I'm going to do hip-hop elements in it, and it's it's really insulting to hip-hop yeah. <laughs> performers it, everywhere. And it definitely exists. Yeah, yeah, but I, I was going to say, it, there's, there's your music. You actually do a really good job of when you add these sorts of elements in, it sounds like you actually have professionals who who do these musical elements singing with you. You know, and it, is that is that correct, or are you guys just that good? <laughs> I don't know if we're that good, but it is just us. We do occasionally. Um, I mean, we have a musical community here. We live yeah. in um, near Los Angeles, and you know, we collaborate with other songwriters, um, adults you know, who are writing adult music, who are writing kids' music. We collaborate with other musicians and we play in their bands sometimes. Um, and so, you know, we do have a little musical community, so we will bring in some people. Yeah, and I was going to say, Biz, like, you're, um, you know, the the thing that's annoying in any art form or any, right. really, any media that you consume is when you feel like people are talking down to you. Yeah. And that's true for kids, too. Like, kids are kids are smart. Like, they're not, they're you know, they might be crazy and they might have, you know, <laughs> not know how to act it a lot of the time, but they, you know, they don't need you to, like, they can tell when grown-ups are, like, trying to treat them like, oh, you just like a little sweet song, you know. And, right. and some kids, you know, that's true in, like, any genre. that You can, you can do that in any genre or you can treat them with respect and, like, try and, you know, do something that sparks their imagination and talks to them on their level, but that doesn't, you know, 
treat them like they can't, you know, think for themselves and like have, and make, get a funny joke or like, or get, you know, do something that's kind of cool and like touching. You yeah, know, well, like, we talked about that. We've talked about that in a couple of things. Like we did a show recently on like TV shows and movies. Like what do you show your kids? Yeah. And like where, where the stuff that I think you know, was more okay in earlier generations of saw like in, in of TVs, they've kind of softened up a lot. And I was thinking about this with music. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite performers uh, when I was a kid that my mom played for us was a guy named Sam Hinton. And mm. it was like one of my favorite songs from that and just spoke to who my family was, was whoever shall have some good peanuts and giveth his neighbor none. Well, he can't have any of my good peanuts when his good peanuts are gone. And it's like this whole song about like, oh, want to be joyful, 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 like when his stuff is gone. And he goes through the whole thing. And all of it's kind of like weird. And it's like a song about his dog dying and just how much he loves his dog. And I'm just like drinking wine and remembering my childhood when I listened to it. But like it was but like what you're saying there, it spoke to me as a kid. It never I think I would have lost my mind and been a totally different person if, if all I ever got was the, you know, really dumbed down hokey stuff and not the yeah. stuff that had levels. Absolutely. Yeah, that's very fair to say. The, the song that has been played the most of ours is called Grape, yeah. which Holly wrote while she was pregnant. And she, I don't think, I think, don't think it was an actually true story. I don't think you were actually at a party. I was. You were at a party? <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I was, and, yeah. And you just, you did not need to be there anymore. Right. And, and so the song, you know, it's, it's kind of an earwormy song. And like, you know, I can totally see how some people might, you know, oh, I, I've heard that song enough. That's, it's kind of just talking to kids and like, we don't need that. But really, you know, it, it talks. It has it has both levels. It has I don't know. It has yeah. Well, it, that's a kind of a good example because it was like everyone wants to go home sometimes. Such a personal experience. <laughs> but like I was just this thing that happened one day, and yeah. I didn't think anybody would want to hear the song about it. And I probably sang that chorus to myself for a good year, and had five people say, "Write the rest of that song. Write the rest yeah. of that song before." sat down and did it yeah. but i was like why would a kid want to hear i mean everybody likes grapes but like why would a kid want to hear <laughs> some bizarre story but it turns out kids are just very interested in um the way other people think mm-hmm. the way they feel the kinds of lives that they lead you know they only know what they have at home yeah and so one of the best things about any music but kids mm. music that's developmentally appropriate is it gives them kind of like a place to go that's not where they already are. That's very Ooh, smart. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> that's very I smart. Because really like that. that's very true. I mean, you do. I mean, like, you know, I, all the music that I love and that we all love is definitely windows into other worlds. They may touch on things that we can relate to, but some of yeah. your favorite music is stuff that is totally, you know, not of your world. Um, we have had a lot of. Uh, musicians who make music for adults, um, and we all, they have kids, hence why they're on the show. And one of the things we always ask them is, you know, what do your kids think of your music? And most of the time, they respond the same way Teresa and my children respond to us when we pull out our guitars and start trying to sing fucking anything, which is shut up, don't, uh, like even like even Katie Bell as a small. Small, like one and two, was like, oh no, mama, no, mama, stop, <laughs> right? Like, mama, stop. Uh, That's terrible. Oh, it's oh, the life. No, and I was, I was trying to sing some Sam Hinton. Don't you know these are the classics? Anyway, um, it's okay. It's okay. 
we're all fine. I've had my therapy. But <laughs> but even like these people who are like selling out like major venues, their kids are like, uh-uh, put on the Raffi like, or whatever. Like they don't want to have anything to do with that. But what what holds true for you guys with your with Izzy? Well, we're lucky he is like uh, just a little over a year and a half. So we're still like pretty cool to him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> when he's seven, you know, we fully expect like a whole bunch of eye rolling up right. there. But <laughs> right now, um, yeah, he's just like dancing. He yeah. likes like, bouncing and stuff. So far, you know, he's totally into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're lucky, but uh, it will only last, I think, a moment. Yeah. He hasn't, <laughs> he's only seen us live a couple times because we made the mistake of bringing him to shows early on. <laughs> yeah. And, we quit. Yeah. You know, we would like, this is, this is like such mom moment. Like, yeah. I, like, one of the places we play, a lot of the places we play are like, small venues you know we'll just be sitting kind of bookstore. in the corner of a bookstore yeah. um, either on carpet you know or all the families are on the carpet and we might be on some boxes or stools or something <laughs> um and the the first couple times we tried to bring izzy with a show and have him sit with one of his grandparents or a friend he would um either he would just cry yeah. because we were across the room and he couldn't get to us when he was little or once he could move. Which was early. Yeah was, <laughs> he was an early walker and an early crawler he would just come across the room like fight his way through all these like wow. people that came to enjoy a Saturday morning and he would just like push them over and then you know try to sit in my lap while I'm playing to like hundred people. And like, you know, if we do a gag with like a banana or something like that, he'd always be like, Ah banana. Yeah, not for me. You know, like so it's only recently that we can bring him to shows. All right, last question before we wrap up, and that is you guys have moved into the world of podcasting and have started a yeah. podcast for kids. And I, I am, I'd love to hear, it's called Ear Snacks, and I'd yeah. love to hear what what you guys, what the intent is, what, what, what you're hoping to do. Yeah, Ear Snacks um, is some crazy challenge that we took upon ourselves. <laughs> this is like, you know, Andrew was pointing fingers at me about, the Christmas album, but this was for sure all on him. Mm-hmm. Um, we wanted we wanted to do something that was different than um, releasing a record, and we wanted to do something that kind of like um, was a little bit more indicative of the way that we engage with families when we um, have sing-alongs and shows around town or um, in different parts of the country. It's a really interactive, fluid thing where you know we come with a plan, but. Um, we're really kind of trying to figure out what it is those families need that day. The same kind of thing is kind of true of Ear Snacks, which is a podcast that's for kids. It features kids. Yeah, we interview kids from all over the country and even around the world. Um, we get their parents to do it on their iPhones, basically, and they send them in, and we uh, we pick a topic each month. Uh, yeah, we try to pick a topic that's like, kind of unassuming. So, for example, the upcoming episode in December, which we hope is going to be really great, is called Boxes. <laughs> um, so our song, Thank You for the Box, will be inside that episode. Um, uh, so we take a, a topic that's, like, kind of unassuming, something that's, like, that a kid would, would be used to, that they would have in their world that wouldn't be um, frightening or um, or, you know, anything. Just kind of something that exists that they know about and then we try to use it to to kind of go somewhere different and bigger and give them a chance to kind of get really curious about the world in some way yeah. what, so, what is a box you know for a three-year-old or a seven-year-old you know what what could you put in a box what's it what's it made of when you're done with it what do you do <laughs> it's like i don't know what, what about what are other box things do you remember oh i mean all kinds of things we yeah. had one kid was 
a lot of kids very adamantly say a box is a square. And then when they think about it and you say, how many sides does a box have? Then they start kind of thinking about what all of the sides are. And right. They, you know, and they put it together and without having to say, like, let's talk about geometry. Like, <laughs> math. You know, because, like, we were talking about earlier, like, our one of our primary goals is to not um, patronize these kids. It's to really treat them really respectfully and um, work on their level but help them stretch without kind of being too overt about it. So the boxes episode. We think will be really fun. We've it's got. Also, it's also we had the opportunity to, to interview yeah. Antoinette Portis, who wrote "Not a Box," which is a really oh yeah, that's a great book. book. Yeah, it's a yeah. great book. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. she is so wonderful, and her um, thoughts about parenting. Yeah, her really. thoughts about well, parenting yeah. are amazing as well. And so you know, these episodes they end up becoming about yeah, they're about boxes, but they're also about like what it is to be a kid, what it is to be in a family, what it is to like look out your window and think like oh, well, that light post that I always see is actually, like, I could I could think big about that. You know, I could think about that for 30 minutes. And some kids will sit and listen. I mean, the format is still changing. We're still yeah. trying to figure it out. Like, our first episode, I think, was, like, 18 minutes, which was great. And then we had a half-hour episode. It was like, <laughs> oh, no. That's too long. What did we do? You know, like, <laughs> so hopefully we're somewhere getting into um, what the right digestible length is of these things. But they've been really fun so far, and we've been able to interview a lot of really great kids and a lot of really great adult people, too. And and I don't know if you guys growing up ever had, like, um, tapes you'd listen to in the car or, like, things that weren't just music that were story oh, yeah. kind of based stuff, but, but we had that, and we thought, you know, why, why isn't someone coming out with that stuff now? Why is it, you know, like, because kids have plenty of videos to watch. That's not a problem, right? And they have plenty of music to listen to, but they don't have, like, they don't have a lot of, like, word thought stuff. Well, Andrew and Polly, thank you so much for coming on. You guys are incredibly ambitious, and I appreciate it because it is very motivating, and there is no question that the intelligence and care that you bring to your projects come through your projects, which is what makes them so enjoyable. So uh, keep on keeping on with that. And thank you so much for joining us. And we'll link everybody up to the albums and to the podcast. Oh. Thank you both. We Thanks really you. love being on your show. I'm an actual listener. So <laughs> I love you guys. And I try to when I'm not. What else? I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Listening to 99% Invisible. Right, right. Yeah, there you go. That's. I'm happy to be in a house where our, our listenership is divided between the, these two shows. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank, well, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank Thanks. you. Bye. Bye-bye. So I was at this party the other night, and I met this really funny guy. He was tall and silly, and he had on green pants. But he was, like, telling me this story, and it was, like, blah, blah, blah. And I was, like, I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna eat some grapes. La 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 grapes. La 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 grapes. La 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 grapes. That was awesome. Yeah. That was great. I, I, I will repeat the intelligence and care that they bring yeah. to this. That is what separates the, I'm like, make kids music. Yep. And then it's garbage with this stuff. With good stuff. I want to be friends with them now. I know. I just want to totally go and hang out. Yeah. Yeah, we should. Okay. You know who else we like to hang out with? Who? Moms having giant emotional breakdowns. Oh, yeah, we do. They're the best. Yeah. Have a little cup of coffee, a glass of wine, yep. and let somebody let it out. Hi, One Bad Mother. 
This is a rant. I have thrush for probably the fourth or fifth time. And I'm just really frustrated that people keep saying, oh, you're so lucky you're still breastfeeding. It's not luck. my, My daughter's 20 months old. And I'm just really tired of people saying that it's lucky because it's not something that's lucky. It's something that has taken a lot of work. And having to nurse through things like thrush, it's just, it's not like it's something that we do just for fun. And I'm just, I'm so tired of hearing that, that it's just something that was lucky. And I don't understand why we can't be, if we can be so supportive of saying moms should be able to feed their babies however they want to, you know, breastfeeding, bottle feeding, formula, not formula, whatever. But could you just tell moms that are working really hard to breastfeed for long periods of time that they're doing a good job? Why does it have to be you're so lucky? Why can't it be, wow, that's amazing that you've breastfed that long. That's that's awesome, and it must be so hard sometimes, because it is, and I really don't want to have thrush anymore. Thanks. Love you guys. Oh, thrush. Awful. For anybody who doesn't know what thrush is, it's this, It's just this, like, condition you can develop when you're breastfeeding that, like, hurts you. It can get into your kid's mouth. Like it's like a yeast infection, infection on, on your nipple. On your nipple yeah. and in their mouth. I mean, it's yeah. just, like, a f- it's really not yeah. nice. I think... Her larger point, though, it was like she had like this line that was so good. Where, cause, and I think it applies to everything. Yeah. Not just breastfeeding, which is just, man, that's really good you're doing that. That must be really hard. Yeah. And good job. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it, it falls into that category of most of the time. People probably aren't like, you're so lucky in some harsh, no. horrible way. No, just like, just oh, my God, you it. must be so yeah. done with your baby. You yeah. must be blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You're fucking huge. It must yeah. be twins. Like, whatever. Yeah. Because we're programmed to just say things. Uh, yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> it really is just like things we're supposed to say <laughs> um, that, are, that are totally irrelevant. Uh, and so, I, but I hear you. And, and you're right. And it's such like a way of people s- saying to you like, oh, you should be really grateful for this. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you're so lucky. Like, you know, when people say you're so yeah. lucky, it's like saying, oh, you should be grateful. And Don't it's complain. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, you know, again, you brush feed your kid till they're 20, go yeah. for it. But yeah. that is some fucking that's work. that's a lot of work. That's a lot yeah. of work. Yeah. And so, you know what? You are doing a good job. A really You're good a job. You're doing a really good job. And you have, you know, made a decision for yourself and for your family. And you, I, I just, that is a hard thing to do. Yep. And you are doing a good job. And Thrush fucking sucks. Yeah. Big time. Teresa. Yeah. What did we learn today? We learned that Teresa is has a massive giving tree button. <laughs> Do not go near uh, that button. Do not go Please. near that button. Um, we have learned that it is good to read to your children. And it is probably okay even if you're reading utter garbage to them sometimes. Mm-hmm. Because you're just trying to get words in their heads. Yeah. Right? If you balance out the greats with the backyardigans... 
everybody's going to be fine. Sure. There's so much My Little Pony fucking books in oh, my house. Yeah, oh, yeah, the My Little Pony. Yeah. And some of them are literally just verbatim episodes. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Makes me crazy. But you're sharing a moment together. You're very present together. You're both experiencing the same thing together. That's all positive. Something we didn't touch on is the like when you are so not in the mood to be reading books to your kids and you're just like, the fat cat sat on the mat and went rat a tat tat. The end. That's not the end. It is the end. I promise it's the end. Katie Bell, we've been reading for 30 minutes. It's been like 10. You know? It's so late. Have you ever done the like start out angry, but then like by the end you're like kind of over it? You're like, all right, I'm fine now. Those are the nights I fight for my book choices. Uh I'm like, I want to see that mouse lose his feet one more time. I have to do it. I need the Zenima. My name is Nicholas. I live in a hollow tree. Yeah. I like to listen to the birds. Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's where those meditative ones oh, yeah. really need to come in. Yeah. And if sometimes books get lost, oopsie. Oops. Oops. It'll show up maybe at some point. It will somewhere. But there's lots of other books here. Would you like to try a new book? Uh, so, you know what? Uh, books are good. Yeah. Overall. Mm-hmm. We also learned that children's music is good overall, just like books. You got to pick and choose. You got to find the good stuff. And I think we found some really great stuff with yes. Andrew and Polly today. So we encourage everybody to go check them out. We have learned that Teresa is awesome for getting through that really hard moment. Thank and you. And I think that moment deserves a lot of credit. Thank you very much. I do. I, so I, you know, I'm, everybody, we all have those moments, whatever they are. And you're doing a really good job getting up and getting through them. Yeah, you are, guys. I cannot emphasize enough how easy it is to not do things. Oh, yeah. To really choose to not do things that are difficult physically and emotionally. And I don't think we give ourselves enough credit for the work that is doing that. Mm -hmm. I mean, whether that's with kids or whether that's with other things in life, dealing with, you know, alien relatives or any challenge that comes up, I think we sometimes get misguided and think it's about these big, huge, monumental things we have to go through. And it's not. It's, you know, uh, dealing with your kids cold again. It's, you know, uh, doing the nighttime put time, adjusting that, like whatever it is, like you're getting doing up in the middle of the night, night for some reason again, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it, getting up it never early stops again for yeah. some reason. Yep. It never stops. Yeah. And those are the things that can, we can lose sight of are the real challenges and, yeah. and are really things that we're doing. Yeah. So you guys are doing a great job. Yeah, you are. Teresa. Yeah. Again, you did a really good job last week. Thank you. That was a big deal. Yeah. And you did a really good job. Thank you. You're welcome. Biz, you're doing a really good job, too. Thank you. Everybody is functioning in my house. Good. That is good. I will yeah. take that achievement. <laughs> Everybody hang in there. We will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. I got to load down mama Got to slow down mama blues. Got to slow down mama blues. Slow down mama blues. Slow down mama blues. Got to slow down mama blues. You know that right.
We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama's room. Oh, said Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama's room. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.